You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. Good to see you. Welcome. If you're online, welcome. I know we have a few people from Pennsylvania. I know you're there. North Carolina and Maine. A few people want to welcome you. And we have all these socially distanced people in our room. Can we say, hey, welcome. Good morning. Let me hear you. Yeah. Send a positive message to the world today. I hear that song, It's Hard Not to Smile, right? You just got to smile. And so I don't want to sound negative today, okay? But to be quite honest, I am sick and tired of all the negative stuff. How about you? Yes. I mean, negative news. Every, I've got to cut my phone off because I can't handle the news app. Every moment there's something bad to see. You know, and it's very frustrating. Then we can get sucked into that so easily. We probably have all been there. And probably still there, even with the new year, you know, we're, we're sucked into that negative thing, that negative thought. And to be honest again, I'm so honest today, that, you know, it's been hard for me. I struggle with it. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm emotionally on edge. You know, if you go anywhere, somebody, you know, they're going to be mad. You can see it in their face. And so we took a vacation this year. Normally we go to Dollywood, but in Gatlinburg, so we, we decided to go to Gatlinburg, but not do everything, just do a few things, and, you know, so we went to, to a wax museum, okay, surely we can be safe there, okay, so we had our mask on, we're walking in the wax museum, me, my, my girls, and Brenda, my wife, and we're pretty much the only ones there, okay. So we're, we're doing the right thing, got our mask on. We start walking around. And I'm telling you, these things are creepy. Okay, I don't know if you've been there, but I'm just, and I just started getting really close. I mean, I get right up in Julia Roberts' face and go, come on, say something. And you'd almost feel like they're going to talk back to you. That's how, and we keep going, and I got braver as we went along. I would keep talking to these wax figures. And... My mask started coming down briefly as I'm walking. And I'm standing there. There's nobody here, okay? It's pretty much us. And I see this live person over here. He looked alive. And he looked at me and he went, I'm like, am I too close to Julia Roberts? What am, he said, I'm losing my mic, guys. He said, mask. From across the room, he went, mask. Can you feel my anger right now? Oh, all right, I'm a preacher and a Christian, but that went out the window really quick. And I really, really wanted to say some things. And I wanted to say, listen, this is a wax museum. Really? I guarantee you, Julia Roberts is safe. I'm staying six feet apart from Tom Cruise. It's not going to happen, okay? And so I, I really wanted to be that smart, I can't say that other word, you know what I mean, okay. I couldn't do it, so God was like, just speaking to me, he said, Brian, you need to put your mask on and you shut your mouth, okay. Okay, God, another Christian, okay. 
put my mask on, and God was telling me in that moment, you know, why don't you look at the good things that are happening? Look at the positive in this situation. You're looking at this issue over here when really what you have is your family's around you on an awesome vacation, having a great time. Look at the good, not the bad. Begin to look at the positive. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. How can we look at anything we're dealing with, whatever it is you're dealing with, how can we find the positive in it? You know. And so I've titled this message, Enough of the Bad News, okay? Because a negative outlook in life never leaves, leads to a positive life, okay? So enough of the bad news. And I want us to pray because I feel today that God is going to speak to you in an incredible way to help change your mind, help change your heart and your thoughts. He's done that to me already this morning. It was an amazing drive-in service where God worked. So I want to pray. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. I thank you that you're with us. I know today some of us may be struggling. We don't know what to do. I, I ask that you would begin to fill our hearts with your love and your presence, that we will experience a life-changing mind-blowing event today that will just let us know how much you care and how much you love us. And I give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to say a couple things here. I want to talk about why I feel like we have a great positive outlook for 2021. Why I feel like God is going to do an amazing thing in 2021, okay? And so I want to talk about optimism, okay? I want to talk about what optimism is not, okay? So let's look at that. Optimism is not a denial of reality, okay? Does it mean, you know, that it's all good, and we stick our head in the sand, and we don't, we don't pay attention to what's happening? We understand the struggles. Optimism is not a blind faith. Okay, it's not naive. Sometimes we can get to the point where we just don't care. That's not what optimism is. I looked up the definition, okay, online. Here's what it says. Optimism is confidence about the future or a successful outcome. It's confidence about the future. That we'll believe that something good is going to happen to us in 2021. That the future is looking good. Okay? But I want to put a little spiritual weight on that. Okay? They're going to hand me a mic. I know they are. Thank you, Spencer. Um, you want me to take this off? I'll just leave it on. What was I saying? Optimism. Okay? We've got to be positive. We've got to stay positive. All right? We can't deny what's happening. We understand that. But the definition is be confident about the future. And so let's put a spiritual weight on that, okay? Let's put something spiritual. Something a believer may understand. This is something I really need to know as a believer, okay, especially in this time. Optimism is the unwavering expectation that our loving God is working in every situation for our future good. 
Optimism is an unwavering expectation, okay, that our loving God is working in every situation for good. I love that. It's a deep assurance that God is working in whatever struggle you're dealing with today. Paul said it this way. Let's love Paul. He understands this. He said, and we know that in all things, everybody say all things, in all things, say it. If you're watching, type it in there, in all things. And it may be that boss you're having to deal with. It may be your in-laws are with you today. Don't nudge them if you're sitting with them. It may be a financial issue. You know, it may be relational issues, how, how to deal with my kids, how to, you know, homeschool my kids. What is it you're dealing with? He said, in all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's Romans eight twenty eight. In other words, even a negative situation still holds potential to produce a positive purpose. Okay? Even a negative situation. Like what I dealt with that day, even a negative situation can turn into a positive purpose. And that's why I have unwavering expectation that God is going to do amazing things in 2021 and in your life if we'll let him. So I want us to pause for a minute right there, and I want you to think. Can you all think for me? Think about what you think about. What do you think about? What did you think about when you got up this morning? What consumes your thoughts? Because a lot of us probably wake up with a bad attitude, maybe, or we think negatively, or we worry. And see, here's what I want you to know. What consumes your mind controls your life. In other words, the life you have is a reflection of, of the thoughts you think. Proverbs says, a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So he becomes. What do you think of? Because, you know, if you're thinking today, is just, you know, you get up with a bad attitude and the world is horrible and you watch the news too much, you know, that's a bad thing. You better limit your news. And then you get to the end of the day and you wonder why I didn't have the best day ever. It's because of what you're allowing in your life. Those thoughts are consuming you. The quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. You ever thought about that? The quality of your life will never exceed the quality of your thoughts. Experts say the problem with pessimism is this. Pessimists tend to view negative events as personal and permanent. Okay, I ask you this. Did, did you feel that way about this situation in 2020? Did you feel like it was personal? That this disease was personal? I took it personally. I did. I still do. And we tend to blame ourselves for it. You know, we, we're leading in this time as a church, and it's very complicated for us. We want to be safe, yet we want to give the message of Christ, yet we need to be safe, yet we don't... Should we do this or should we not do this? Will we do a drive-in? Well, should we? Yeah. We saw the evidence of what God was doing. And we're walking through this having to depend. And it's, I'm not saying having. I, I'm enjoying depending on God. 
and expecting him to do great things. See, yeah, we also think it's permanent. Pessimist. You might not consider yourself a pessimist. I don't know. We think it's permanent. We feel like this disease will never go away. (laughs) We're going to wear masks for the rest of our life. I I don't want to do that. What about you? I have a hard time now. But I understand why we should. The world will never be safe again. Have you ever felt that way? Do you feel, are you getting really negative right now as I talk? Are you feeling like, man, he just, this is just really getting me down, Brian. Just, you want me to shut up? See, that's what we allow. What you're allowing speak to you or on a daily basis is what we do. When we watch or we listen or we're around negative people, sorry, maybe some of it, what controls your mind, what controls your thoughts, determines the direction of your life. Think about that. Well, let me just say this to you. Be content, being content, being satisfied. I love this statement now. Being content, being satisfied, being blessed, being optimistic isn't a state of affairs. It isn't what's happening around you. That's not what makes you content. What it is, it's a state of mind. You choose. I chose to not tell that guy what I thought. I chose to see the positive. I chose to go this way and not feed my fear, but feed my faith and starve my fears. And I want to talk about that here. Now, do you, do you find, your, we talk about your thoughts, where are they going? Where are they leading you today? Where have they been leading you this whole year? Have you, has it been more fear? The world is over, the world will end. It's never going to get, is that where you are? Most of us are. Or is it feeding your faith? Is it your faith you're feeding? Some of you don't, I think some of you don't know what that means. You think maybe coming on Sunday morning, that's feeding your faith. That's not what I'm talking about. It's great that you're here. It's great that you can hear a message and sing some songs. That's just a little bit of what I'm talking about, feeding your faith. See, I learned something from my mother. My mother's always teaching me something. And just to be honest with you, growing up, I wasn't the best child. Can you believe that? Come on. Yeah. Some people see me today, and they're going, I can't believe you're in ministry. I said, I know. I can't either. That's God, not me. That's the power of God. But anyway, another story. But my mother taught me this to kind of help me with my mind because our minds are our worst enemy. You know, you look in the mirror and you're immediately depressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the older I get, I'm going, oh, my gosh. I look, and I, you see old videos of yourself. You're like, wow, I look good then. What happened? And, you know, Mother used to teach me the mind. She always gave me these little um, Norman, I can't remember his last name, Peel, yeah. Give me those little books of positive thinking. You know, I I, I almost forgot about it. And she would take scriptures and she'd put them on the mirror in my bathroom. Whether I wanted them there or not, she'd put them there. So I'd see them every day. And I'd see that scripture and I'd feed my faith. I didn't even know I was feeding my faith. 
I just in scriptures became part of my life. I can do all things through Christ Jesus. That's in me. His peace is always with me. It's, I mean, all these things that she taught me. And so what I'm saying is, she said, Brian, what you feed grows. What you starve dies. What you feed grows. If you're feeding your fear today, if you're feeding negative thoughts, if you're feeding that, that incredible, I'm the worst person in the world thought, God can never help me, it's over. If you're feeding that, that's what's going to happen. That's where, it's gonna, that's where you're going to be. What she's saying is feed your faith. Starve that fear. And the best way I know to do that is with Scripture. It's the most powerful thing in my life that I can take the positive message of the Scripture and apply it to my life. So I'm going to show you how to do that, okay? So what we do, what I do is this. I take a rich Scripture, and we're talking about Romans 8 today, Romans 8, 28, which is amazing. And so what I like to do is look at the context of the Scripture. Okay, what's happening before it? What's happening in chapter 7 and then leads to chapter 8? What, what is the content? Who wrote it? What's happening with, with Paul? Where is he? And when you look at it, it really helps bring to light the Scripture that will change your heart and your mind and your life if you let it. Okay, so we look at 7, chapter 7. Paul's a mess in chapter 7. He says it. He said, I do the things I shouldn't, and I can't do the things I should. I'm just, I'm just screwed up. I'm just messed up. There's nothing. I don't even know what to do with my life. Does that sound like you? Made me feel kind of good because I can identify with Paul. I'm the same way. I'm messed up too. And then he goes on. He says, you know, if your mind is on the flesh, you'll desire the flesh. If your mind is on the spirit, you'll desire the spirit. And if you desire the spirit, you're children of God. When you're a child of God and you desire the spirit, what do you have? Peace. That's what he said. That's what I learned. He said, I've learned if I put my mind on God and I set my mind on faith and I feed my faith and I starve my fears that I find peace. I find deliverance. And this is Paul telling us this. So we look at that and then we just kind of land on a scripture here that this is amazing, you guys. I'm telling you. Paul says this, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Let me say it again. I didn't say that well. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Now, this is Paul. I'm going to stop right here. Think about Paul. Who was Paul? If anybody knew suffering, Paul knew about suffering. Okay, in fact, I'm going to list them for you. Here's what happened to Paul, okay? This is the guy that said this scripture. He said he, he'd been in prison multiple times. Five times he endured 40 lashes, three times beaten with rods. So far, he's beaten me, okay? He was stoned and not medicinal purposes, okay? He was just hit with rocks. Shipwrecked, spent the night at sea, hanging on a log probably. Betrayed, beaten, and left for dead. So dead, they just walked away. And this is the same guy who said this. <laughs> Our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the coming glory. Have we suffered like that? Not many of us. 
I thought that was amazing. Paul understood the power of Jesus Christ, the power of God, the power that he can do in your life, in your heart. In fact, I'd ask you this question. Are you hurting today? Where are you hurting? Look at your life for a minute. Just think about it. We all are hurting today somewhere. Family, finances, relationships, children. Where are you hurting? I know some people lost their job this week. I can't imagine. I know another awesome friend facing sickness, battling cancer, and doing it in a way she's a hero to me. The way she, she just has so much faith. It may be that somebody just betrayed you or hurt you in some way. What are you dealing with? And I want you to get this. Whatever struggle it is you're in, whatever you're facing, this is what Paul teaches. This is what the Scripture teaches us. We, talk, we meditated on it. We looked at it. Now we're going to make it part of us. Here's what it says. The struggle I'm in today is producing the strength I need tomorrow. That struggle you're in today is producing the strength that you're going to need tomorrow. I look at that and I think, wow, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. You see, I am expecting God to do great things. You should be too. We need to starve our fears and feed our faith. Now, I want to go to this next verse, which really just means a lot to me. It's 26. And in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. See, it don't matter where I am, what I'm going through. Listen, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that lives in you and can help you through anything, through any struggle. Should we not be excited about that? The same Spirit, do I need to get louder, that raised Jesus from the dead? Should we not be excited about that? Yes. Because it means your struggle is worth it. It means the struggle and the pain that you're dealing with, there's glory is coming. Because His power is amazing. And it will lift you through anything. I always hear people say this. You ever heard this? God helps those who help themselves. You know that's not in the Bible. Right? What God says, God doesn't help those who help themselves. God helps those who need help. Like me. Like you. And when you're hurting, He is your comfort. When you're confused, He is your guide. When you're discouraged, He is your hope. When you're anxious, He is your peace. When you're weak, He is your strength. Feed my faith, starve my fears. And then I go to Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, in all things, say it with me, in things, God works for the good of those who love Him. In the good days and the bad days, in the heartbreaks and disappointments. Because we have been called according to His purpose. Now, I'm going to share a story with you. I call it the fire angel. Okay? It's not a weird thing. I just call it the fire angel. A few years ago, 
me and the girls, we were riding down the road and over here in Powdersville, and we got to a stop sign, and we noticed a car had ran the stop sign and went into the woods and hit a tree that was in front of us. And so I pulled over to the side, and I ran over to see if I could help, and I noticed I knew the lady, actually. She was a friend of my mother's. And so I, I, it took me a bit. I got the door open, and, and I noticed that she wasn't conscious. She was, she was out. And so I'm trying to get the door. I'm trying to get her out, and I'm by myself, you know. And I noticed the fire in the hood started to burn. The hood started to catch on fire. And then the tree started to catch on fire. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not good. Because you've seen the movies with cars blow up. So I'm thinking, this is going to happen. So I'm in a hurry. I'm like trying to get her out. And just for a moment, I, I, I totally forgot about the fire. Totally forgot about it. And I got her out of the car, and I was able to lay her down. And, I was, and for a moment, she spoke to me. And I was so... Uh, Blessed to be able to speak to her for a moment. And she got to see somebody she knew for a brief moment. And then the ambulance came and took her, took her away. And someone came up to me afterwards and said, Did you not see the fire angel? I said, like, What are you talking about? Somebody came over and put the fire out. And then they left. I went, Really? I'd totally forgotten about the fire. See, what I'm saying is, God is with you whether you see him or not. He was there. He knew the fire was happening. God knows what's going on in your life. He knows the struggle you're dealing with. We may not see him, but he's there. And I think back to that day, and I'm always reminded when I feel like God's not with me, that he is. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He says that here. Some say the key to happiness is lower our expectations. <laughs> I say we need to raise our expectations in the faith of God. We need, to, we need to look to Him. I want to read this to you. And before I do, I was in here today, and I've asked Spencer to do this song because I love this song so much. And I was listening to him sing it this morning. And it's like God just was speaking to me in a special way. Because honestly, it, it, it has been a struggle. Being away from church, being away from friends. I like hanging out with people, you know. And then, and then you, you, you get to a point where you're not sure. Am I doing the right things? Are we leading correctly? And I just for that moment, God was there. You see, I'm with you, Brian. I'm bringing all things good. And I, and I read this scripture. And this is what Paul said, okay? This is what Paul said. For I am convinced, unshakably convinced is what Paul says. Nothing, I mean, you have no idea how convinced he is, okay? That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers... Neither height nor depth, depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. I tell you this right here. 
No matter where I go, my God is there. No matter what I do, my God still loves me. No matter what happens to me, my God is with me. I am unwavering in my expectation of what God is going to do. In your struggle and my struggle. You know, we have big issues, we have big problems, but God is bigger, is He not? God is bigger. Is He not? God is bigger. Is He not? Come on now. God is bigger than anything. Anything you're dealing with, anything I'm dealing with, that struggle you're dealing with, God is going to see you through it for your future good. And I'm excited to see what He does. See, there's no disease, there's no sickness. There's no pain. There's no fear that can keep the love of Jesus from us. Nothing. So when you think in this week and you get in that place, remember that God did not give you the spirit of fear. He gave you the spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. That's what God gave you. So I want you to bow your heads with me. Because I know a lot of us we need bigger faith. We need to know, how do I do that, Brian? How do I experience having faith? How do I feed my faith and starve my fears? If you'd like to do that today, if you'd like to, you know, I just want you to pray with me. I'm going to pray for you today. If you're watching online, just say, I need, strong, I need more faith. You can type that in there. I need more faith. I want more faith. You can just say to yourself, I want more faith because we're going to pray for that together today. Because that's what I want. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. I pray that you would begin to work in our minds and our hearts and begin to renew our minds. That as we leave, we remember that you're always with us. And that even though we can't see you, you're always there. I pray that you would build the faith in our church. Build the faith in each person listening today. You know, a lot of people tell me, I wish things would get back to normal. I can remember a lot of us when it was normal, we were complaining about it. You know what I'm saying? Normal wasn't that great before. So I'm not believing for normal. I'm believing for better than normal. Because I believe with faith, we can see marriages that are stronger, love that is deeper. I believe the light of the church is going to be brighter than ever before because of our faith. I believe your relationship God is going to do amazing things if we just believe and have that faith. Now, some of you today, you know, you hear, you hear my message title, Enough of the Bad News, Enough of the Bad News. But I want to tell you, there's some good news. It's called the gospel. It's the best news ever. And some of you say, well, Brian, you don't know me. I'm horrible. I'm just a mess. Well, Paul was a mess. I'm a mess. We're all a mess. 
We've all sinned and come short of the standard of God. There's no denying that. That's why God sent His sinless Son to die for us. And God rose Him so we could have forgiveness. You say, I don't know how to do that. Well, all you have to do is have faith in Jesus Christ. It's nothing about you being religious, nothing about you stop doing bad and start doing good. It's nothing like that. It's just one simple thing, and that's believing in Jesus Christ and accepting Him in your life. Now, some of you, I know some of you watching, you've been thinking about this. Some of you here, maybe you've been thinking about it. But I tell you, there's no better time than now. There's no better time than now to start renewing your mind and accepting the amazing faith and love of Jesus Christ. If some of you today, you're watching, you say, I want to surrender to Him. I want to know Him. I want to accept Him in my life. If that's you today, here's what I want you to do. You can type it in the chat. You can say, I need a Savior. Or you can just type, I need, I need salvation. Whatever you want to type in there, and we'll pray for you. Or if you're in this room, and you need salvation, you want to renew your mind, you want to find that joy, Jesus Christ is that way. So I'm going to pray. If you would, just pray with me. Wherever you are, you can pray with me. If you're online, be sure to pray with us. Let's pray together. Father, just repeat after me. Father, I love you. I am a sinner. I ask that you would forgive me. Come into my heart and change me. Make me a new person. I give my life to you. Renew my mind. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said, Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience some more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.